What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Peace. This has been a crazy week. Like, you guys listen to the Wednesday show, the Monday show. Thank you. If you haven't, check it out. It's in the archives. You guys all know this was the week I committed. I said Monday show will be the analysis of Cody Rhodes. I've already recorded it. It's uploaded. You know, you <laughs> I was committed to it. And then this week happened, which in my opinion was a culmination of months of just weirdness, of intrigue, of it felt like an episode of Heroes. And for those who don't know what Heroes is, Heroes is a show. That's much maligned because I remember vividly about Heroes. I caught Heroes the very end of season one, which is the only good season they ever had. So I caught it like, I want to say two or three episodes at before the season finale. Remember, remember being super lost, knew nothing about what was going on. They didn't actually do a good job of explaining anything, but it was intriguing because it hooked me because I was like, hold on a second. I don't know what's going on, but something is going on here, right? I remember, I remember vividly watching it, then watching the season finale and saying, oh, that's dope. And then NBC, they used to, don't know now, I don't have cable now, but NBC used to, as the, the new season was approaching, if it was a popular series, they would replay it throughout the summer starting in July, and what they would do is they wouldn't play like one episode a week because it's 24 episodes. They would play two or three episodes a week on different days to fill time where they didn't have any summer stuff. And so I then watched it and watched every I watched every episode. Don't remember it now. But I remember them being like, wow, what a ride that was. And I didn't mind the fact that nothing ever got answered because I felt like things were all connected anyway so i felt like all right it's gonna come together in this type of arc like when you guys finally do hear the blacklist uh series review i did uh retrospective i did which is crazy because it's gonna be for, for another 10 season i've next to see season nine whenever his netflix i will watch it though i heard it was i heard it was pretty good you know two more cast members have now left but they have to get tired it's just gonna be 10 years or nine years playing the same character i, I understand that Anyways, I remember going into the second season, watching it every week religiously. This is before I had uh, TiVo. This is before, even though TiVo I had was broken, so it didn't matter. But this is before I had anything that was like, could record episodes. And I remember vividly just being like, what the fuck am I watching? And why is this kind of like more, why, is this, why does this feel more convoluted? I remember just being confused. And I remember um, it was a, another acquaintance of mine. He was a huge Heroes fan. He was still into it up until the mid-season of season two. That's when he said, all right, we need to start answering questions because now we're asking more questions. But now we're like time traveling or whatever, but nothing's actually being answered. And I remember him just being wildly confused. I'm like, all right, so if you're confused, you've been watching since day one. I'm a, you know, kind of an implant here. You know, I've watched each episode. I, I'm confused. I think it lasted for four seasons. I want to say 95% of their story arcs. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm pretty sure 95% of their story arcs never got wrapped up. Ever. With me using that analogy now, 
this started in January with that weird ass Shane McMahon story. He came back for the Royal Rumble. No one gave a fuck because everyone was expecting surprises. And I don't think was I don't remember the Rumble. Who won the Rumble? Brock Lesnar. I don't remember the Rumble. I remember being one of I remember being excited for it because it was the first Rumble in what two years or a year? Yeah, because 2020 they had a Rumble. So in a year, it was two years, I guess, technically, that they actually had fans. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be fast. This is going to be fun. You know, Royal Rumble, I, ref- I, I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship and I refuse to let go. The Royal Rumble has always been my favorite pay-per-view of all time. I refuse to let go. I am hanging on to it like grim death. I refuse to let it go, even though it's done me so wrong. And what intensified my love for was me actually being in the arena for Royal Rumble and me saying, damn, that is fun. I want to do more of that. But it was terrible this year. No surprise. The shame was a surprise. No one gave a fuck. So anyways, all of a sudden, the next day, or that next week, word comes out, Shimmit Man has been sent home. Apparently, he had a bunch of ideas for the Rumble, and he just was being hard to work with. Putting himself over, and just stuff that... I think the worst things we ever heard about Shane McMahon was how he had ideas, and they just weren't... They, they were just too over-the-top, or too indie-rific, or ECW-ish, or whatever... But everyone's always said how cool Shane McMahon is. If you look at all these shoot interviews, when people ask people about Shane, I don't think anyone's ever heard said any, a bad thing about Shane McMahon. And so all of a sudden, there's like just publicly burying this guy. And I'm like, wow, that's that's different. That's really fucking different. Alrighty, I don't know what that's about, but clearly something's going on. So then he sent home all plans for WrestleMania canceled. At this point, I don't even remember what the, the plans were because I think the plans were for him against Bobby Lashley, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Go in the archives, check it out. But if I'm not mistaken, the plans were, for, were supposed to be for him and Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Thank God that didn't happen. But then again, we, we got, did we get Omos versus Bobby Lashley? I guess couldn't, he couldn't win that one. Anyways, so... That happens. Matter of fact, actually, this goes back way back to last year. Triple H gets sent home. Well, he sends he has to send himself home. Almost passes away. He's great. Thanks. He's great now. Thanks God. Thanks to God, and whoever else you pray to that doesn't offend you. And they break down all of NXT. They take away all of his team essentially, with the exception of Shawn Michaels and maybe one or two people. Under in the underbelly of all this, and I remember reading that, and even me, I did not think it was um, too crazy at the time. I didn't know what to make of it at the time, but I didn't think too much of it. But I remember vividly Meltzer reporting and others reporting, uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, hey, slowly but surely, Stephanie McMahon's team, her assistants, are being fired as well. Not, I remember thinking nothing of it. Remember, this is going on through months, months. It was a bigger deal with Triple H because what we knew his team for the most part. If you're a wrestling fan and you're a fan of NXT, you knew his team. You know, former wrestlers, trainers, etc., etc., etc. And so, why would we know the executive side? Like, I've done a ton of executive assistant work my entire life. 
like this and there. Who the fuck knows me if you don't come into that company? Like, if you never walk into the company, you just don't see my face. You may hear my voice on the phone, but I learned a long time ago. I remember not, I'd never liked saying my name on the phone because what people do is when you're the receptionist or the executive assistant, just a little trick for you guys out there still doing this type of work and will do this type of work and that you want to do. If you don't give your, and if you're required to give the name, you probably, I was required, I just didn't give a fuck. But I stopped giving my name because what happens is you're the first person to hear. So, the, so usually if they have a problem, they only remember your name. They don't remember who you transferred them to. And because you take so many phone calls in a day, because you do so many, take so many emails in a day, you do so many things with different people, you may not remember that person. I want to say if I, if I remembered the person, just being honest, is because they either came in hot and they were angry, a hot woman, funny, and it was very like just, just um, cordial. Um. Wow. As I'm looking at this, WWE just as I'm recording this now, it's Friday. You guys are gonna hear this in a second. But WWE just put out that Vince McMahon is going to appear on SmackDown tonight. It's official. Mind you, now we're gonna get to the, why this is so significant in a second. Okay. Um. So I noticed that when people would call, if I had a day off. People was I always have people say, hey, Ryan, did you remember talking to this person, that person, this person? Like, yeah, no, I probably transferred a call to somebody. But they would then put the onus on me. I'd be like, well, I think it was Ryan that told that. And I remember I, I remember one person in particular. They said that I said that they could get a discount on something, right? It was, I can't remember the company. I remember the company I was working for. I'm not going to put their name out there. But, like, it was essentially, like, they were a wholesaler. And they said I can get a discount on it. And I remember that person called back and I answered the phone. And I said my name and like, hey, hey, what's going on? Um, can I speak to management? Blah, blah. I said, yeah, I'm actually speaking and what this is regarding. So they told me, I said, oh, yeah. So you said, to, oh, so we have an issue right now before I can transfer you. You told management that I said this. And they're like, and he's like, no, I didn't. I said, well, there's a big note on here that says your name, your company's name. And it said that Ryan said this. I'm the only Ryan in the building. So who did you talk to? Because... I'm not going to transfer you to a manager because what's going to happen is you're going to use my name again. Because I'm pretty sure you wrote my name down in your notes. So I said, can you please just look it over? I want to make sure this gets cleared up. I want to make, sure, make sure we can help you. But I also want to make sure there's no more confusion. Because my bosses couldn't move on this because, one, I've worked here for this amount of time. They know I wouldn't promise anything. Because to be honest with you, most of the time, I didn't. I work for a liquor distributor. I don't drink. I've worked for a collision center. I know nothing about vehicles except for they work and sometimes they don't. So I didn't even know most. I've, I learned a lot about it. But as far as like enough to break stuff down for people, I could not do that in those positions. You know, but I could help them get to the person that they could. And, or I could even help them sometimes myself by just going and saying, oh, let me look in the notes and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So anyways, I stopped using my name. It was the best thing ever because now people are like, well, I don't know who, who I call. So I said, well, I transferred you. But I don't know who you tra I transfer 200 people a day. So I don't. I, if I transfer you, what they're going to do is just send you back to me. And it's going to be hot potato and you're going to get frustrated. My suggestion is you look through your notes. If you didn't take any, um, I can definitely take a message for you and just try to pass you off to somebody. But because you don't remember a name, it's probably usually they might get back to you in two or three hours. It might take 24 to 48 hours before we find the right person that you did speak to. That's just the way it is. It's, it's so many different departments. So anyways, 
I went on a tangent. I apologize. <laughs> but anyways, the point in me saying all that was because it can it, a lot of things can be confusing, and I felt that was one of the most confusing things because I never felt like he was ever buried in public. And also with Shaman Man, but also with Stephen Man's team. We don't know who her executive assistant is. Why We wouldn't know that. We wouldn't know who her personal assistant is. Why would we know that? We just wouldn't. Those people are in the shadows, the background. That's why if you, if you guys actually listen to, anytime these releases happen, you listen to a lot of podcasters and a lot of people like Meltzer and the other people, they say, man, it's not just the wrestlers. They're, they're, a lot of office people are losing their jobs. They have to mention, you have to mention that because it's such a, because they might not be in the spotlight, but they lost their money and, and they probably were making way less than those guys. You get what I'm saying? So that's my point in all that. So her team was quietly being shut down. Lost myself there for a second. I was going to be real. And all of a sudden, three weeks ago, she steps down. And I remember at the time, I on purpose did not say anything because I didn't understand what was going on. And information was sp- like, why well, I mean sprinkling? It was sprinkling in main, like E40, but it was such a slow sprinkle that I remember I've heard for the last two weeks. Hey, what do you think about the Stephanie McMahon thing? What do you think? What do you? And I've been mum on it. I was like, I, I don't know. There's too many details that have not come out. But the one thing that was coming out was burial. Same thing happened to Shane. They were absolutely eviscerating this woman. They were saying how she just was not doing well and how they wanted the numbers to progress to this and they weren't going to progress there with Stephanie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I got to make sure I watch the time too because I'm on a flight, I'm on a flight to Dallas at 10. I mean, excuse me, at 2. Uh, I, I still got I got something. So anyways, um, I remember vividly saying to myself, damn, something, something's not right. Then I was reminded of the MLW lawsuit. I didn't forget about the lawsuit. But I forgot about this part in the lawsuit where MLW, which they would be foolish to make this accusation with no proof, but they may actually, and I don't know if you guys read the lawsuit or not. Most of you probably haven't. If you read that lawsuit, they personally named Stephanie McMahon in the lawsuit. They said that she was the reason they ended up, they said WWE, but it's essentially said that when they had a deal with Tubi, that Stephanie McMahon had called a Tubi representative, a Fox representative, because Fox owns Tubi, and said, hey, can you, you know, do this and shut this down? They couldn't shut it down all the way, but they could make it to where they would bury the contents of MLW on Tubi, but no one would really find it unless you're a real MLW fan, essentially. Well, apparently that was one phone call. Apparently then she called again, Stephanie McMahon, it is, and then said, no, nah, we don't want this shit on there at all. Take, a, take it off. And they, and she threatened, supposedly, to kill people's careers if they did not take it off. Which they essentially did. Now, like I said, it would be foolish for MLW to then personally name her without this proof. Well, they must have shown, MLW lawyers must have shown WWE the proof. And that's what led to this. Because her name was pointed out in it. Think about this. In the 1980s, when Snuka supposedly, air quotes, no air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, murdered that young lady, Nancy Argentino, I believe her name is. There was, a, it's always been this story about a briefcase. As a matter of fact, I wrote a line about it and I actually asked like three or four people, is this line crossing the line? I have a song called Barbarian. And I wanted to be as savage on it as possible. And I said, in the line, I want whatever was in that briefcase McMahon had when Snooker murdered that woman. And I remember I asked around, people said it was on the line, but it wasn't crossing, et cetera, et cetera. 
I bring it up because Snooker offered that information. McMahon has never said anything about it. Snooker offered that information in his book, which is really weird when someone's supposedly paying you, paying for you to get out of jail free card, right? So, anyways, they had no proof because there's no, there was no computer. It was there was computers in the 1980s, but they weren't prevalent. Like there was car phones, but only the rich people, rich people had car phones, and, and, and there was cell phones, but they were the brick cell phones that Zach Morris had. I'm dating myself, I get that. However, um, there just wasn't access to everything we have now. But I'm pretty sure someone would have taken a pic of Vincent Mann walking into a brief. But even then, if you think about it, Vincent Mann probably would have been doing, doing the dirty work. I remember there was, a, there was a story, the steroid trial, how that uh, that doctor that got, uh, he, I don't think he got quit, I think he got put in jail. There's a part in that story where, where the doctor calls Pat Patterson, and Patterson's like, hey, call back from payphone. Real good fella-ish. That's in the story. Go and look it up. Well, Stephanie did this on her own. She pulled the Thanos. She put the Infinity Gone on. And she said, fine, I'll do it myself. So essentially, she outed herself and so did MLW. So that turns out to be the reason why she had to end up leaving. Air quotes again. Well, after this past week, she's back as the interim C. EO of WWE, which is bananas. That's crazy. But here's why it happened. Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis are being investigated for breach of fiduciary duties. And Vince McMahon just today, reason why I'm recording this is because he just stepped down temporarily as CEO of WWE. And that's how Stephanie steps in. This is crazy because if she stepped down because of the MLW lawsuit, now she's stepping into the head spot. What does that mean? Does that mean they're no longer afraid of the lawsuit? Does that mean that there's a settlement in the works? What does this mean? So they, they went out of their way to destroy her. And obviously it was allowed because Vince allowed it. There's no way that PR company does that without Vince McMahon knowing. Both him and Shane got both her and Shane. So that's crazy. One, two, this investigation. If you guys don't know what fiduciary duties means, it essentially means okay. So essentially, he had an affair with the paralegal. A lot of people supposedly knew about because she was getting promoted and all these other things, and it just felt like it felt like everyone knew what she was getting, right? And it was apparently it was a, a consensual sexual relationship. And I gotta be careful what I say here, because someone, a source, I'll use that, told me something a while ago, two, two, three years ago, actually. Actually, yeah, around, as a matter of fact, it was actually in 2019. This person told me something. Um, so I gotta be careful what I say, make sure I, I'm just piggybacking here off of PW Insider and Observer. Um, Essentially, it started in 2019. She was then sent to John Laurinaitis and just passed around to him. And she took she got heavy promotion, making a lot more money. But then there was a $3 million, sell, uh, not settlement, but essentially hush money. $3 million in hush money. So she can think, hey, this is, this is yours. You can't speak about me. You have to sign this legal agreement. You cannot disparage me. You can't bring this up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Now, supposedly how this got out was a friend of hers said that she was scared and that and the friend felt it was just time to step up and say something. Now, Jeremy McDivitt has said, hey, this money did not come from any WWE financial thing or the budget. It came from his personal account, which he has $3 million to pass around. But now, with him being the CEO of everything, and because he is a publicly traded company, you may have some people that are then just like, you know what? Let's just look into this. Let's just see what this what this is about, and make sure that he didn't take any funds and pay this person off. This is a big deal because I don't think this will hurt Vince. As far as just in the public eye, right? And Meltzer actually, I think, made a good point. If Vince is removed right now, it's not a hit to WWE right now. Because all their money's guaranteed. Through Fox, USA, etc., etc. It will be a hit in the long run, though. Unless they, sell the, unless they sell the company to whoever. But right now, all their money's guaranteed. So they don't even need Vince. You know? However, it's going to be a hit no matter what. So Vince obviously is taking steps just to make sure, hey, you, you guys do your thing. I'm gonna make I'm gonna prove that I didn't do anything wrong. I can spend my own private money for my own private affairs. Whatever. And if you think about the affair, isn't even any of our business. This got out because someone wanted it to get out. And apparently, the friend felt a certain kind of way. I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna get caught with something like Tommy Dreamer either. Um. Once again, I just try to be careful how I watch my words because I remember watching Dark Side of the Ring last year when Tommy Dreamer was going off about that woman and, and defending Ric Flair. And I'm trying to make sure I'm as sensitive as possible. Because she could have taken the $3 million out of fear. She could have. Because um, who knows what she would... I mean, the friend did say it was consensual. So, if it was consensual, I don't know what happened. At, we, do, we don't know what happened afterwards. Either way, this is fucking ugly as shit. Terribly ugly. And Vince will survive this. I truly believe that. John Laronis will not. Now, that's why I wanted to wait on this. But I actually, because I'm going to Dallas in a few hours, I said, man, I'm going to get back early Monday morning. I'm not going to feel like fucking recording a show. Just me being honest. I'm sure more will come out as of right now. Vince McMahon is to appear on SmackDown, so I'm curious to see what that's about. Um, but I feel like the more that things trickle out, the more it's just gonna be Johnny Ace taking the fucking fall. Because I don't know if he has sexual relationship with her or not. I thought he was married to Brie Bella and Nikki Bella's mother. I thought that was a thing. But once again, I remember I did the old show. And everyone would always want me to talk about wrestlers' personal stuff. And I remember one day I said, hey, Paige is dating Alberto Del Rio. I don't care. I just don't care what they have in their personal life as long as they're good and healthy and happy. You know, I mean, this is not the first time Vince has been accused of having an affair. In the 1980s, there was a woman referee who accused him of, accused him specifically of forcing her to try to give him oral. And she refused and jumped out and she was fired. This is not the first time, it's not the second time, it's not even the third time. And I'm not trying to say a Cavalier. I'm trying to say, like, this is not new if you're a wrestling fan. Now, if you were born in the 2000s, 2010s, you probably never heard of that before. But this is a big deal. But I wonder what made them go from 
bearing Stephen McMahon, McMahon, excuse me, to then bringing her back as interim CEO. That is very fascinating to me. Um, so we will get more into this next week. As even if I don't record a follow up to this on Monday, I won't. I'm just letting you guys know. Tuesday or Wednesday, if whatever happens, Tuesday or Wednesday, I probably will drop. Uh, maybe not. This will be a full episode. This will be technically considered a full episode. That would just be kind of considered what we did with the Jeff Hardy thing earlier this week, and be kind of like just just an extra. Uh, I keep doing air quotes. I don't know why. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. I did not want to go this weekend without mentioning it. Um, well, I had a bunch of energy in me. So let's hit some other topics right now, but it's a big deal. Uh, Randy Orton, WWE fears he may be out for the rest of 2022. That is a huge blow as well, considering that if Cody's your number one baby, baby face, Randy Orton's still top three, top five. And that means he's out, which means now that, that makes the scene a lot. For as big and as bloated as their roster is, Man, they don't have a lot of top stars. And that's a huge fucking hit. Taya Valkyrie becomes the first ever MLW Women's Featherweight Champion. Congratulations to her. Dynamite. Their ratings hit the lowest in one year. That's crazy to me. This was a decent show. The Young Bucks become two-time tag team champions. I was actually disappointed they defeated Luchasaurus and um, Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express. But it fits, though, right? Because... The hard boys were going to win those tag team championships until Jeff did whatever he did. Um, apparently, though, their title win was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. But supposedly, reportedly, there was a lot of debate in the locker room and concern at Jeff's state. And so people felt like, hey, how come he's going to get this, these belts and this push? And he doesn't look to be in good shape. And so Tony Khan decided against it. But either way, the Young Bucks are two-time tag team champions. Christian Cage finally did the heel turn. And then even afterwards, if you guys, I don't know if you guys saw the footage afterwards. It's all over the internet. You can watch it. Uh, Christian then goes up to Jungle Boy's sister and mom. Says, you like what I did to your boy? He's going to be eating a birthday cake through a straw now. They both give him the middle finger. He says, you raise a piece of shit. Um, I'm very interested to know what his reasons are for turning on Jungle Boy. Is it the fact that he just didn't listen? That's why he lost the tag team championships. Is it the fact that he just keeps losing some of the big matches to the Bucks? Like, what is his actual reason? I'm interested to know uh, because I'm, a, as you guys know, I'm a huge Christian fan, and so I'm pretty curious to see what what happens next. Uh, Will Osprey won his single match debut against uh, Dax Harwood, which was a, which was a fantastic match. Um, at the end of it, Orange Cassidy made his return after being injured, and it's officially announced. Forbidden Door, the IWGP United States Championships on the line, newly crowned Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy for that championship. That's going to be dope. We do also know that the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. We don't know against who. Adam Hangman Page shot a shot again. Adam Cole turned. Adam Cole said, no, you're not worthy of it. Jay Blake came out, attacked Adam Page. Let it be known to all of us. That Hangman is 0-2 against him. And you know what I didn't realize until I started watching some of Jay White's postings after he won the title? I completely forgot. I, I said I didn't. I, I forgot. I completely 100% forgot he was 0-4 against Okada. So it was definitely time for the win. Um, But then Jay White dropped a bomb on Adam Cole and said, it won't be you either, friend. He said he'll choose it in his time 
in place. Well, there's one week left <laughs> until Forbidden Door, so I wonder who that fucking will be. Um, also announced for Forbidden Door, the AEW Women's Championship on the line. Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. Um, this is in the midst of Thunder Rosa being accused of standbagging. This is not the first time she's been accused of that as well. I know um, for a fact that what she's been accused of, like once once one other time, and Britt Baker did also accuse her of whining when she lost that um, when, when she when she lost the match at what was it Revolution? Um, I guess she was supposed to win, and they decided to hold off on it. Um, so this is not the first time she's been accused of this type of stuff. I like Thunder Rosa. I hope this is not true. Um, I did think something was weird. But when I, I remember watching it back, though, when she had the match with Marina Shafir and Marina Shafir is beating her up at the aftermatch stuff or aftermath stuff. Right. I remember vividly when Tony Storm came in, she drop kicked her to the floor or drop kicked like a little mini drop kick. I remember vividly they were about to I think she was going to do a storm zero or something on Marina Shafir. Thunder Rosa stood up because it, cause it looked like if she didn't, they were going to like land on her. And I don't think she wanted to be landed on. I don't I, I don't know this person, Thunder Rosa. But I don't feel like it was a Shawn Michaels thing from last year in the Thunderdome when he got kicked in the head. And then two minutes later, he's sitting up and Drew McIntyre is laid out after a punk kick. I don't believe that. I don't. Because I remember watching and saying, ooh, that, she just stood up after that beat down. That doesn't look good. But I also remember saying to myself, they're kind of close to her. It felt like a, one of those moments in the Royal Rumble where you don't really sell anything because you just, just kind of want to roll to the corner because someone else is coming in just to have their time. That's what more of it felt like to me. I did know, I did notice that Maria Shafir and Thunder Rosa did take a picture together, I guess, to prove that there's no hard feelings or whatever. I'm doing air quotes again, I don't know why. Um, but it's something to keep an eye on because, you know, she does point out when people have bad attitudes themselves. So hopefully she just... Maybe her and Britt Baker just have that that professional rivalry that when they get older, it may still be there, but they may be friends. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So hopefully that's just what that is. Um, but yeah, the, it, it's not a good look for her beginning this misdemeanor accusations. Ortiz got his hair cut. Um, he does look different bald, but I'm assuming that's what he wanted. That's why he agreed to do the fucking match. Um, and finally, the final rumor we're going to talk about today, this is, this is a rumor. It's not been confirmed as of this recording. I want to mention that. I want to point that out. Um, Sasha Banks is working on her release from WWE. That is crazy to me, but you know what? I thought about this. Sasha Banks reminds me of a CM Punk. She has hardcore, dedicated fans. And she also has so many people that dislike her, fan-wise, right? Because she does tend to speak her mind. When she's happy, she's happy. When she's not, she's not. And she's going to be a megastar. She's going to be in all these movies. She's going to do anything she wants to fucking do. And so no one can confirm this because it feels like either WWE is releasing her or she asked for her release. But then I just saw a report that said, looks like her lawyers are working on a release. There's been no update on her and Naomi for a couple weeks now. This does not, this would not surprise me because I feel like Sasha Banks can do nothing else in WWE. She's literally wrestled all of her friends, um, won women's championships over and over. 
and she feels like at this point in her career career excuse me i feel like she's a part-time i I think she's a better fit for a part-time wrestler i think she she's obviously a wwe hall of famer she's obviously gonna go back to wwe I'm not saying she's going to go AW. I don't think she should, personally. Unless it's a real part-time, real part-time gig. Um, but everyone's announcing this. I'll be careful. You know, if her, if her lawyers are working on a release, it's because WWE has interest in releasing her as well. Now, here's my thing. If she only had a couple more months left on her contract, WWE could freeze her contract. It's what they did with Luke Harper, Brody Lee. They froze his contract because he was injured, and even he wanted to get out. And then they finally let him go. They could do that. I could see them doing that because if they did it to Brody Lee, they would do it to definitely one of their top women stars, women or stars in general. So I feel like that's on the table. I think it will be foolish for them to waste money and resources on keeping her away when she could just do movies and you can't keep her from doing fucking movies. That's not a part of it. You can keep her from doing other wrestling shows. You can't keep her from doing movies. Isn't she in that fucking Star Wars thing on Disney Plus anyway? Mandalorian is what is that what it's called? I, I think you guys would, you guys wouldn't tell me. Then you guys will tell me. If she's already in that, she doesn't need your money. She has guaranteed money from that. I remember Joey Badass. He's a rapper for you guys don't know. He said, "50 Cent gave me three million dollars to play a role. I don't need to rap ever again in my life." There's freedom in that. There's power. There's leverage in that as well. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. So if this is true, I wonder if they're going to release Naomi as well. Or they try to work out a deal with her. I don't know. But I don't see them keeping Sasha. I don't see them letting Sasha Banks go and then giving Naomi more money to keep her. I, th- I think they're both gone. Or that's the case. But it's, it's big news. This has been a week for WWE and not in a good way. I'm curious to see what Vince McMahon says. I'm hoping my plane lands on time. Supposed to land at 5 p.m. Dallas time. My plan before all this happened was to get in my rental car, get some food, get stop at 7-Eleven, get a bunch of water and drinks, just be in my hotel room and rest before these two next two days. I'm hoping everything goes according to plan because I want to be there to watch SmackDown to see exactly what the fuck is going. Is, is he? What is he going to say? So and so, I'm I'm curious. So anyways, that is your show. This week, uh, a little out of order, because as you guys will notice, Monday was supposed to be the next rec- recorded show, so it would be 221. This one will be 222, so you'll see this first, but it doesn't matter. Um, ho- hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Hope, hope to see some of you guys at Dallas Fan Expo tomorrow. Um, but this has been a hell of a week. So, I'm the Soul Chemical, and I am out.